We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land. We respectfully acknowledge elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be. Hi and welcome to Wine with Megan Mao. We're here to help beginners navigate the world of wine. I'm Mel Gilchrist, enthusiastic drinker of wine, and I like to call myself a master of sobrage. Um, somewhat more impressively is Meg Brotman, a, an actual master of wine, which is a real title. Welcome, Meg. It is Meg. a real title, yes. <laughs> Although I do like the sobrage as well. Hey, does being a master of wine, can you appoint me a master of sobrage? I feel like you should have that power. I think I have that power. Oh, oh. Although my husband might be a bit upset because he thinks he's the master. He even makes key rings. All right. Them, which so is dangerous. Maybe we just put like a cap on how many you're allowed to appoint. You get five. <laughs> yes. As long well, as maybe I can you could be the master and he could be your apprentice. Oh, I love that. <laughs> but do I get to drink the champagne afterwards? Yes. Okay. Deal. You're the master. <laughs> so for anyone that doesn't know, it's when you get that saber. It's like a sword basically and you kind of glide it along the top of a champagne bottle and the, the whole top pops off. It's awesome. Don't do it at home though unless you know what you're doing. Yeah, it lasts some distance. Yes, yeah. I have heard some horror stories about that. So (laughs) disclaimer, don't do this at home. Um, So Meg, thanks for being with us. Have you had anything interesting to drink lately? Well, speaking of champagne, I did have a 2009 vintage champagne, um, which was really delicious, but I was surprised it was bottled in a clear bottle, which meant that it was slightly sort of oxidised. So was that from the bottle? Is it because it wasn't I think you get a little bit of light struck. It was very dark in colour, and I I know 2009 was a fairly warm year, but I just – I haven't seen a clear bottle – champagne for a long time and it was a grand cru from a grand cru vineyard wow so i was quite surprised but it was yeah yummy and i think we need to be clear champagne means it was from the champagne region of france i'm assuming yes it can only be uh we signed an agreement in the 90s with the french or the europeans not to use their regional names Mm. so our wine is called sparkling wine well okay now Meg, I've given you the challenge to get me a fun fact every week. Do you have one for me? Well, this week I was just thrilled to read an article about a guy called Professor David Kayat. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. He was head of France's National um, Cancer Institute and he's written a book called Arrête de vous priver, which means stop denying yourself. And he recommends to, quote, eat fries, drink wine and have sex. Oh, my gosh. And he says everything in moderation, which it's now a professor's told me I have to do it. So, yes, that's (laughs) going to be my mantra, particularly the eat fries and the have wine. Oh, wow. Look, I'm on board. We're we're, we're not doctors here, but um, if that's how they're doing it in France, sign me up. I'll go over there. Absolutely. Well, it's part of the French paradox, isn't it? Mmm, how they they do eat well. They do, and and they're so thin. I mean, but they they self-monitor. I have a girlfriend and she... She will tell you basically what she's eaten. No, I've had enough dairy today. Yeah. I need protein and very thin. But this girl eats like a horse. Cheers, yeah. And I think it's they walk a lot too. I think. Oh yeah, they do too. The quad. Yeah, yeah, and they ride and. Yeah, but they don't get in their cars like we do. We have to learn from the French. Yep. <laughs> All right, Meg. We were sitting around before we started this, and you actually asked me how 
how um, brutal can I be about all this? Because we definitely have some strong feelings about yeah. this topic. But we decided to just kind of let loose with it so you can know exactly how we feel. Well, you know, there's enough guff and mystery and excuse me, but BS written about wine, we do not need to be adding more layers to Mm -hmm. it from people who are influencers and are just, I'm not saying they're lying because I truly believe they believe what they're saying. Yeah. But really is all I can say. So there was, we've gone through a, a whole bunch of stuff. I think it started with organic, it led to natural. And now there's this thing called clean wine. And I'll play a clip so you can understand just what Cameron Diaz is going on about when she talks about clean wine. I remember the moment that we were like, okay, we love to drink wine. Mm-hmm. That's a given. We're, we're girls. We love our rosé. We just like enjoy hanging out, having our chat. But I remember the moment we were like, but how good is wine for us? And can we make it better for us? Right. (laughs) Then we were like, wait, isn't it just grapes? Yeah. It's just fermented grapes. Right. Right. And the only question was, are they organic? Are they not? But there's just so much more to it. Yeah. And so when we were like, let's really find out how wine is made. And we went through sort of an education of winemaking. It was a journey, for sure. We were like, wait a second, what do you mean they can add chemicals and sweeteners and colors and all of these additives into wine? And we had no idea about it. Yeah, no transparency, no labeling, Mm -hmm. and it's completely legal. And I really, honestly, I thought that it was just fermented grapes. <laughs> I felt so naive when I was like, maybe it's something we can add to yeah, it. Yeah. Can we add probiotics? Yeah, I actually went and t- spoke to, you know, experts in probiotics. Is there a way? And it's so silly because actually probiotics is just part of the fermentation process yeah. because they're microbes. Um, and so when we learned that it was what you didn't add to it, yeah. not what you added to it, we were so blown away and, oh, I mean, we were mad for a while. Like, it was shocking. <laughs> so, Meg, Cameron Diaz is mad about all the chemicals in wine. What kind of chemicals are we talking about? Okay. She has a point. There's, she talks about colour and sweetness. Well, um, natural grape sugar is in wine, yes, as mm. a sweetener, yes. Um, the colour... In the US, they do add a thing called Mega Purple. Okay. Um, but it's a very cheap wine, not to the wine that I'm sure Cameron Diaz can afford to drink. <laughs> but this thing that her wine is somehow better for yeah. you is and, and made better and is cleaner is just an absolute nonsense. It has the same additives that we would use in any winery. So it has sulfites to keep the wine fresh it has bentonite to stabilize the wine so it doesn't go cloudy with protein it has what else is in there uh pea protein pre-protein to fine it which is really not necessary if you make your wine properly in the first place and cream of tartar that's to take out any um acid that hasn't dissolved properly that can form crystals all standard winemaking practices so it's not better for you and it's got alcohol in it 
Yes. So it's not healthier. She does make a mention that she wants to add the probiotics <laughs> to the wine. And I hate to tell everyone probiotics are from your lower gut. They're not yeah. from your stomach. So anything you ingest has to get through that lava acid that you've got in your stomach before they get to the small and large intestine. Which is where all the probiotics hang out. I think, like, one of the things that really got me about this, when I first watched it, I was just so angry. I was, like, storming around the winery, ranting to anyone who would listen. Absolutely. (laughs) So you should be. But it's like, she's this privileged celebrity who's like, I'm a girl, I like drinking rosé, saying all these things, which is making wine look bad absolutely and that's the problem with the people of influencers who get this this brilliant ideas that they have to make the wine cleaner um it just casts a bad shadow over all of us who are working so hard we work with our growers we have sustainable viticulture we're we're trying to use more solar energy become carbon neutral as an industry and someone comes in and goes well it's not clean enough and the thing that gets me is it's made in france Low carbon footprint there, can't come. What's her name? Cameron. <laughs> and lo- the other one's made in Mexico. And, and, <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> Start me. But it's not even on the label. And I had to do a bit of research myself to even figure out where these grapes were coming from. Like, she's not getting it from her local region, let alone the country she lives in. Well, that's right. So the whole thing about transparency, yeah. it just it beggars belief. But the problem is that she has influence. And people are buying into it. I saw her interviewed for one of those, you know, a a lifestyle magazine going on with the same amount of gumph that she was just now. And I just thought that she has no issue with basically saying we're all making bad wine Mm -hmm. or wine that's somehow dangerous for you. It has alcohol in it. It has everything else. And the thing that even infuriates me most in the US, we add whether we've added – egg protein or fish protein or milk protein, so we tell you on the label, in the US you are not allowed to do that. Hmm. So when we export wine to the US, we have to change our labels to specifically not include that information. Now, if she was so transparent, she'd be better off lobbying the government about having safe labelling. That's it. Uh, it, Yeah, it's a real thing. But thinking about kind of what she's saying, there is one, right, that is – doesn't have any of these things that she's doing, um, is this what we call natural wine? Yeah, well, natural wine, uh, you know, there is no real definition for it, but it's about minimal intervention. And the good natural wines are made by people who want um, – they're, they're connected to their fruit. One of my issues with natural wine is because of the winemaking practices mm. – the winemaking practices will actually mask the fruit. They tend not to have a sense of place for me. But they don't add anything. They won't add acid. They won't add sulfites, which keep your wine clean, or they'll add minimal. They won't add anything what we call fining agents. And fining agents remove unwanted compounds. So you've got really drying tannin in your wine. Mm. You can use a fining agent to remove that. So they don't do any of that. There are some very good natural wines out there, but there are some absolute <laughs> horrors that really just rely on winemaking faults. Yeah, and that's a definite, like, it's a real thing. I mean, it's not necessarily certified. There's not that's strict the rules not around controlled. it. But, I mean, if you go to your local wine bar and just have a chat to someone who understands, they'll probably be able to pour you a cool glass of something interesting. Absolutely. But, again, it's not going to be better for you. 
Well, no. I guess, but there's the same with organic and biodynamic wine. That all goes back to how the grapes are grown. Um, the grapes are grown, not the grapes are grown. <laughs> how the grapes are grown, how the wine is made in the winery. You can only use organic products. But again, yeah. it's not going to be better for you and it may not taste better. Yeah. You know, because you've grown the grapes organically doesn't mean that the wine is inherently better. Yeah. It really just depends on um, the winemaker's skill in the, the winery. So all of these, uh, the thing I like about organic and biodynamic is they are looking after our land, longevity, sustainability, custodians, which is a, a mindset that I really like about a lot of people that grow grapes but it is controlled and certified whereas natural and now we have to contend with clean (laughs) they're not controlled they can say whatever they like and it's like when you talk about all this the vineyards come up a lot and people who are really passionate about the wine they make Go on their website you do it you look into anything you want about them they can talk about their vineyards they will talk about how high it is off the ground and what direction the vi- like the vineyard is facing. They know everything about it. And you go into this Cameron Diaz thing, all it tells you about it is that it pairs lovely with the sun and oh, drinking with your best friend. That's what it was. It was drinking with your best friend in the sun. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I like that occasion, but, uh, you know, People who are invested in the wine industry, and that includes the winemakers and the grape growers, are invested. Cameron Diaz has zero investment. She has no skin in the game. It is marketing, Mm -hmm. and I have no issue with that. Go for it, but don't tell me this wine is better for you than wine that I've made. No. That's what I object to. Um, Okay, so... These kind of these things that you listed and you're saying it's the same as any wine say we would make. So we work for Abdul Wines. Our wines are sort of plus twenty dollars, but our sort of core range is more thirty five to forty dollars. Um, so you would consider us a more premium sort of winery. What if we're talking about ten dollar wine that you pick up from a more sort of well, no, maybe not even like ten to fifteen dollar wine, which statistically this is what most people are drinking. Are they going to have the same amount of of these bits and pieces that get yeah. thrown in? Realistically, yes. Think about it. You're growing grapes. You're to get for ten to fifteen dollars. You've got to grow a lot of grapes per hectare of mm. land that you've got. So you need that return on investment. So you need to be using um, fungicides and pesticides to control pests. Okay, so there might be a bit uh, more of the in, yeah. But then in the winery. Time is money, yeah. Particularly in Australia, okay. You know, labor costs are very, very high, yeah. So you want to get things done quickly, and so some of these agents that we add get things done quickly. So mm. enzymes mean we can settle our juice more quickly. Um, adding bentonite during fermentation at the end of fermentation means that we have the wine on market quickly. Mm. Adding the cream of tartar that um, Cameron adds means that we can tartrate, stabilise. It's called the wine more quickly so we can bring it to market. So, yes, they probably will. This mega purple that is added really in the US for that, uh, if you've heard of jug wine, it comes in a faux carafe. It's literally Mm. a jug and it's got a metal lid on it. They would be adding that because the more yield you have, the less colour. So they need to to add back what they've taken out in the vineyard, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. it still doesn't mean the wine's bad, worse for you yes. than oh, Cammy's wine. 
Okay, so what about people talk about getting headaches from wine all the time and whether it's getting headaches from cheap wine or they think they get headaches from, I don't know, um, red wine or whatever. And it, the, it always seems to come back to sulfates. This, mm. this word gets thrown around all the time. Can you talk a bit about this? Is this a real thing? So sulfites are sulfur dioxide. Um, and we add them, the average bottle of wine would have what we call 35 milligrams per litre. So in a bottle, you'd have three quarters of that. So say 25 mm. to 30. Um, per, so that's parts per million, 35 parts per million. In a dried apricot, you have about 500 parts what? per million of free sulfur dioxide. <gasps> and it's the free yeah. that's floating around that can do, that can upset people. Okay. As wine ages, that all binds up in the bottle. So what's free is probably 8 or 10. We can measure ours, oh. our free sulfur dioxide a year later yeah. and it'll be 10 milligrams per litre. There are people that truly do have allergic reactions to this. Most people don't. The thing that's giving you the headache in the morning is the alcohol. <laughs> when you process alcohol, you form this chemical called aldehyde and that's really toxic to your cells yeah. and that's what's causing the problems mostly. There's been an article just published about this histamine. Everyone's going on about histamine in red wine, yes. you know, causes bad reactions. There's actually just been an article published, which I haven't read, um, that came up this morning that says it's all a load of cod's wallop, as my mother used oh, to say. There's a good old word for you. Good self-regulating. I won't have to click that uh, little no. E and so I'm posting think, this. I think the science <laughs> is, is out. But, again, like Dr. Kayet said, moderation. Yeah. Just have everything in moderation. Yeah, no need to add probiotics. <laughs> no. Again, if you're adding probiotics, and not getting through the gut. Eat some chickpeas. That's the best uh, way to get your probiotics up. Oh, there we go. There's another fun fact from Meg. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I, I look at this whole article about it. Your gut health. I was a micro. I majored in microbiology before I did wine oh, making, so I have a thing for bugs. This is what I mean. I learned something new about you every day. <laughs> okay. Well, look, we have a new question this week. We have one from Ooh. Hannah. Um, Hannah loves sparkling Shiraz, she says, but she gets laughed at when she goes to wineries and asks if they have it. She thinks there's this stigma around sparkling Shiraz and she's wondering why that is and why more people don't make it. Uh, just go for it. Be out and proud with sparkling Shiraz. I have this argument every year <laughs> with my husband. He's from New Zealand. He absolutely hates it, thinks it's an, the wrong thing. It should never be made. <laughs> Um, I think it's absolutely delicious. It's Me too. sweet. Yeah. It's sparkling. It's got all that plum pudding kind of yeah. fruit and spice and flavour. They age really, really, really well. Oh, I didn't know that. They do. They're amazing. Um. Lay some down. And they used to be really cheap. When I was a student, they were, you know, they were like 5 or $6 a bottle because no one really drank them. It's an Australian iconic wine and I yeah. think we should be really proud of it just enjoy it and it's something that you can have on a hot day yeah I worked at a winery and every morning before vintage our cellar cellar door manager would open up a sparkling Shiraz oh my god I love that and cook us egg and bacon rolls do you reckon we can ever convince Rob to make a sparkling Shiraz no oh. no our Shiraz in the Yarra's 
I don't think suited for oh, it. You need a warmer, you need that yeah. plummy, really ripe right. raspberry fruit. Ours is a bit more peppery. Okay. But, you know, we could possibly buy some fruit from a warm region. <laughs> I love it. But, yeah, be be proud about it. Just ignore them. They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> well, you can tell them that a master of wine loves it. So yep. take that. I like sparkling Moscato too. Oh, that's controversial. <laughs> I do. I don't mind me a glass of Spumante every now and then. Oh, there you go. It's delicious. It's more an alcohol. <laughs> That'll be front page in the newspapers after this gets Never posted. Never be embarrassed by what you drink, honestly. <laughs> do not be embarrassed by what you drink. If you enjoy it. Oh, oh well, maybe un- unless you drink clean wine. Well, yes. <laughs> don't tell me it's clean, but if you enjoy it, just drink it. Oh, I love that. Well, I think that's all we have time for, but please send through any questions if you have them. Um, as you can tell, makes a wealth of knowledge, so feel free to pick her brain. And opinions. Oh, and opinions. Oh, she is not short on those. <laughs> so for now, enjoy your week, and we hope you enjoy your next glass of wine. Bye.